as ever, I can tell you that. <laughs> We're putting our hands on passes and balls. and Receivers, uh, they couldn't catch a cold if it was the middle of February. Well, well I don't get it. I can't tell you, cold. It's no good! He missed it. it! He missed it! Drop it on my feet next time. Hey everybody, and welcome to the Soda City Sit Down, episode 62, uh, and I'm not Tyler. That was a good uh, interpretation. You need to invent more southern accent in there yeah. for the hey everybody. Hey everybody! <laughs> there you go, that was yeah, better. The summer Unironically, that was better. There we go. Uh, yeah, so we got a small crew tonight, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and first off, shout out our social media. We are at Soda City Sit Down on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, just... Help us out if you are listening and you don't follow us there. You're, you're, I don't know how you got here, but you know, make sure to like, follow, subscribe to us over there on our socials. We love using our Twitter. Uh, we, got, we got a strong meme game. Clayton certainly carries us in that regard, I would say. I do my best. Uh, yeah, for sure. Looking to get some good ones out this week, too. Look out yeah, for the I'm memes. Hoping. I mean, they're always there. The meme economy is, is, Ooh, is up. Yes. But yeah, if, if you guys want to make our economy up, you know, go ahead and leave a review on our Apple page. We could definitely use some reviews over there. We've, we've got a couple good ones, but certainly that'll help us get kind of noticed a little bit here and there. Or wherever you listen to your podcasts, I've noticed that most of our listeners are not on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Yeah, we're, since we moved over to Anchor a couple weeks ago, we're, we're everywhere now. Yeah, I guess it does host on there. So. Yeah, if you find us, I don't even know what most of those platforms are, but if you're you're coming here from there, thank you for joining us, and uh, hopefully we can get some good content out for you guys. But uh, other than that, I'm just gonna go around here. I'll start. I'm I'm Matthew. I'm here. I love baseball. I, I used to like the last two seasons of baseball. I just couldn't get into it, but it it's crazy how. When this team plays well, how easy it is to just jump right back in. Gamecock baseball is 10-0, and 0, baby. Uh, let's see. We got uh, Clayton coming in from New Orleans, Louisiana. Way out in the middle of freaking nowhere over there. How is New Orleans in the middle Clayton? of nowhere? But, uh, I mean, it's got, just Louisiana I mean, general. I got my weekly update about the Panthers. Uh, Dak Prescott taken off the table so uh, with, with his big contract signing back with the Cowboys. So, you know... All eyes on Deshaun Watson still. You should, um, because you're in New Orleans, you should use some of that like voodoo magic and try to like, I don't know, do a seance to get Deshaun to. Uh, well, all of the the people here want uh, Russell Wilson, so we'll see. How uh, that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good yeah. luck with that happening. Uh, just, just hope you you get someone better than who you hasn't had he hasn't he said his three? Years. Isn't it the Bears? Was it the Saints the, too? The Saints was the Saints is one of them. And then I can't remember the third one. Yeah, it's like the Bears, the Saints, and uh, oh, well, that's not are, important. The other two are kind of weird. Yeah, Bears that interesting, but yeah, I'd be shocked if he goes anywhere. Yeah, me too. Honestly, all smoke. I think he's kind of locked in. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, but uh, Marino coming from much closer, uh, just a a little bit away in Northeast Columbia. Yes. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm I'm also enjoying baseball. We we have a new pool in our backyard, so it's been it's been fun to put the game out there and kind of lounge. I'm, I'm getting excited for it. It's warm enough to actually like touch the water because it's still like freezing. But man, like it's it, you're right. Baseball is so different when your team is actually good. Like I actually look. For, I'm like man, baseball. I could watch baseball <laughs> right now. I could, and I'm like, 
I know as soon as we start losing, I'm going to not want to watch at all. Like, the only reason I'm so excited is because, like, we, uh, we've we been doing very good. I'm not going to jinx it, but uh, we've been doing very, very good as a team. So, you know, uh, it's been it's fun to watch. It's going to get fun here soon. I mean, we're, we're going to come into the gauntlet. We haven't played... We haven't played a fraction of the talent that we're going to play in the coming weeks. But uh, you know, you said you had that pool. You 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 done any uh, polar plunges yet? You know, I did a backflip to to christen it when uh, when I got it because uh, I was like, man, nice. I, I better be the first person to jump in this thing. It was it was cold. I'll tell you what, but man, I'm I'm gonna be so excited to like be able to wake up, make a coffee, lounge in the pool, do some laps, do do a little workout, listen to some. Soda City sit down podcast. You know, you know how it is. You know. How it is. Yeah, like two weekends ago, my my girlfriend Laura and I went out to the pool because it was like seventy five degrees outside, and we're like, oh, we'll get, we'll go hang out in the pool. And then we <laughs> put our feet in the pool, and we're like, nope, now <laughs> it's still freezing. My niece and nephew were over this weekend, and we're like in it for like thirty minutes, and I was just like, what what is wrong with children? I don't get it. Like, <laughs> Dude, these these kids are they're built. built different. They are built different. They're all cartilage. That's why. Are, are they are they technically Zoomers? Uh Are no, I think there they're another generation no. after the Zoomers. The Do whatever the COVID generation. Yeah, <laughs> there you yeah. go. That, I mean, that probably is what they'll be named after. Probably, Sad yeah. Sad as that yeah. is. Well, certainly COVID looking like. Uh, well, I don't want to jinx it or anything. We don't believe in jinxes. We're, we're, we Dude, don't believe in jinxes. The dynasty is looking like it's going to end. They they've had a long run, but it looks like that dynasty they had is coming to a close yeah they're not winning any more championships that's great you know it's it's looking like this week one of the the notes we were going to mention later on but we can we can go ahead and hit on now is south carolina planning on coming back fully to school and with that uh it doesn't limit any athletic events or anything so at least for now the plan is to have a packed williams bryce stadium as expected in the fall uh we can't really predict where everything's going to go now but at least the way the trends are looking we're We've got a good shot of getting there. I'm feeling good about it. I don't know about y'all, but I, we've been talking about it for a while. We are pumped to get some tailgating, to get a full Williams Bryce. I mean, I just can't wait for it. Yeah, I mean, was it in the, this month the vaccine just went to people 16 over now? And if you have a um, like mandatory essential job, and like I think that just ended, or it's about to end in, at the end of this month, and then like then it's pretty much like open to the public so we might yeah, be looking at this a is, swift end here this is this is definitely the biggest rollout uh, i most people have talked i mean if you you can find a bunch of different ways to which you can qualify for the current one i know we're, we're reaching out to the teachers now yeah uh, and and you know anybody with an underlying condition over the age of like 16 so i mean it it's gonna hit most for most people and then shortly afterward we'll get kind of everyone else i think kids you know are the going to be the last ones to to get in there but, but they're, built different. Be, if, they're built yeah, different they're different. built different if they're anything like marino's niece and nephew say, your niece and nephew yeah then if they can swim in a freezing pool in the winter i mean covid covid look, ain't got i don't i don't call my nephew bruiser for nothing that kid can literally take on a, a grown man and wouldn't break a sweat um is he a uh, a five-star 2032 commit to South Carolina. Dude, he's he's looking like he could, like he's strong as hell. I remember when he was three, he lifted up a 20 pound kettlebell I had, and I was like, "Boy, what is going on?" Built <laughs> like, different. Lifted up probably almost half of his weight. You need to get some video of this and send it over to Coach Beamer. <laughs> 
dude. I mean, it might be the earliest offer in known history. But oh, dude, I you know it's oh, my it's always my brother in law is a huge Florida fan, so he'd probably have a stroke. But I would love it. I would be so happy to see him be sad about that. Um, but speaking of him, he's uh, I think he just got his vaccine, and he just offered me today if I he if you volunteer now, apparently you can get the vaccine, and he's gonna swap out and like on the seventeenth, I might I might get vaccinated. So like, dude, it's coming. It was coming quick. I'm excited. Well, don't you qualify already? Because you have the underlying condition of uh, being a Jets fan. I was as soon as I heard like the ridiculousness hello, hello. of that beginning sentence, I knew <laughs> yeah. it was. Going I was to like, "Where it. is this going? Like, Where do I qual- qualify?" I for could have anything? gone a few different directions. Yeah, you could, you could have gone <laughs> in many different directions. You, you pulled out the address book one. and flipped through, and like, what do I want to hit today? <laughs> yeah no i i unfortunately i don't think it qualifies i don't think there's enough disparity there you know is actually i don't know i feel like i feel like as a jets fan i've always had some underlying sickness so yeah i think it's just crazy crazy news. <laughs> all right you guys ready to get into baseball let's do it all right so just a quick overview of the the, I guess the weekend plus the midweek game went over Winthrop 19 to 8 I mean it, it was never close a bunch of different pitchers came in. It wasn't super impressive, but, you know, at that point we were up 15 runs, so I don't think it mattered too much. But uh, Seitler got the start there, did fairly well. Uh, Seitler, an interesting player, you know, as a side note. Just like, how, when's the last time we had someone that was uh, a starting hitter and also starting pitcher on the midweek games and, a, you know, a guy that can come in here and there? I couldn't think of one. It's definitely rare in the MLB for sure. Yeah, the only hitter that I can really think of would be like Roth, like back in the day. Yeah, and even him, like he wasn't, he wasn't even really like a, he came in to hit every once in a while. Yeah. But Seitler seems like he'll be good. But other than that, I mean, the sweep versus Mercer, honestly, an extremely uneventful series if you are a fan of the offensive game. We got a 5-1 win, a 4-0 shutout win, and a 1-0 shutout win. Uh, when that last of which... There were only, I think, six or seven hits in the whole game. We we were damn close to a, a no-hitter as a staff that game until we gave up a little bloop single late in the eighth. You know, it's never like a, a good hit that ends it, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, 10 runs scored on the weekend is not what you want to see, especially for a team averaging 10 runs a game. But when you give up one run for the whole weekend, it's hard to complain. I mean, those in- were three solid wins, very few undefeated teams in baseball, so... I, as long as we come out with the win, I, you definitely can't complain about this weekend. It's a, definitely a success. And I'll give it to Mercer. They're they're pitching, uh, especially like uh, Lobus or Lobus. Like that that sidearm, I, I always that always like confuses me because you never know how a sidearm pitcher is going to do well against teams. But like they they hold their own in terms of their pitching. So I mean, I I I think I think they'll get a lot more credit for it as the season gets on. But uh, I think also another interesting note in terms of that that uh, talking about only one run because I think uh, we're t- the second in the league for um, strikeouts, right? Yeah. If you count Akron, who's played less than two games, but uh, <laughs> strikeouts per game, we're, we're up there. I mean, it's like 13, 13, 14. Yeah. That like one, that, that it's, one it's game against ridiculous. Clemson where we got what, like almost 20. That's a, that's boosting the, the stats a little bit there, but thanks Clemson. I mean, Clemson's probably got to be up there, too, with the way we struck out that weekend, too. <laughs> Scratch your butt. Blame it on the umpires, man. Yeah. Hey, but we'll take those impressive stats. I mean, we're not only 
gods at uh, at hitting most of the time, except for this weekend. Uh, but we also have uh, really dominant pitchers too. I'm sure it's helping our rankings look better too, because the the rankings have been all over, all over this this week in terms of the new ones. I mean, they're always all over the place. Baseball rankings are the most frustrating out of any sport because there's not like one like agreed upon. Because like there's other polls and like football and basketball, but like everybody's like, all right, there's like the one that like everybody always uses. But I feel right. like baseball's just like, well, here's all of them. Pick which one you want. Yeah, in football they have the whole system that picks the rankings. In basketball, there's usually one that everyone cares about and no one cares about the rest of them. In baseball, I mean, there are some that are better than others, but the fact that that places, you know, it varies what, what rankings they go off of. South Carolina ranked anywhere between 5 and 12 this week. I think 5 is, I mean, I think being 10-0 and 0 is, is nice and all, but I don't think we've done enough to jump to 5. And then Played one poll has us at 12. Which I think we should definitely be higher than twelve. Considering we played any rankings, right? We played Clemson, Clemson when they were still ranked, ranked for uh, one well, game. Technically, yeah, and then they yeah. went unranked after that. <laughs> but yeah, certainly we're we're definitely somewhere in the middle. I'm just going to call us the number ten team in the nation because Baseball America is a probably the most well respected poll, and it puts us at a top ten team. And I like being a top 10 team. I don't know if I heard you wrong, but did you say something about how we should do our own ranking and have us be like the most legitimate official ranking? That seems like you a good idea. You want to watch every single college baseball the game? Soda City City. No, that's the point. We'll only watch <laughs> oh. South Carolina and no, none of the others and just kind of yeah, guess yeah. it. <laughs> we could we could meme some uh, some rankings across all sports. Really. Dude, I mean, if BuzzFeed can do rankings on sports, we can. <laughs> True. I, I can't I can't disagree. I, I will say, when it comes to being a top 10 in a t- big three men's sport, when is the last Feels time South Carolina had, had one? When, when is it? That's a great trivia question. I was thinking about it this morning. I assume it's got to be baseball. For anything? But it must have been. Yeah, for the well, big three men's sport. I mean, does I going to the final wasn't... four count as being ranked in the I top ten? I don't know 10? if it does because they weren't. So we would never have hit the top ten in any ranking. Yeah, so I mean, that is not a ranking, but we were technically in the top four at that point. Yeah, like, that's just, what it's weird because the ranking, it's like it's like any sort of playoff, like the ranking ends after. Yeah. But I would agree to somewhat, you know, like – I think you're I'm right with baseball. If there was like a uh, an end of season poll for that year that maybe we. I mean, I don't. So I'll tell you the true. the maybe uh, earliest it could possibly be is 2014 football because we started yeah. that season Pre-season, ranked right. number nine. Damn, that's so right. The, wow. So that's the earliest <laughs> it could possibly be. That's early. That's what a lie that was. The latest one that I can think of. Man, I feel like it has to be, but I don't know if we were ever like ranked in the top to 10 in baseball at any of those points after that. I mean, the, the time we went to the super regional or whatever, were, were we but we weren't 10? a top 10 team for most, yeah. of the, we just like had a late run, late really. Birth, yeah, feels good, feels real good. Think about, yeah. And I, lo- I love when like no one's paying attention to us, too. It's always, it's always much more fun. Yeah, being the underdog is a lot more fun. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely got some hype running. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I, I think maybe somebody listening to this can get back to us. 
It genuinely might be a t- the 2014 A&M game, the last time a South Carolina Big Three team was ranked wow. as a top 10 team. Wow. It's kind of crazy to think about. It's It's been a, been a long time. So, you know, people are always wondering why, you know, maybe Gamecocks have shut off from football in in a little bit of football and then certainly men's basketball at this point and picked up baseball so strong is because we just want to get behind a winner yeah i mean it doesn't make someone a bad fan to to really pick and choose i mean you can call it bandwagon i guess if you want but Eh. it's when when you're following a a team that you have a passion for and they just continue to put a bad product on it's hard you want to get behind someone that that's there i mean yeah I, I don't know. There's I, nothing I, wrong with it. I, I have no no shame in, in being into baseball only when we're good, especially if it's like a sport you're really not into unless it's like really, really good stuff. But yeah, I, I've got I've got the needle in my arm. I've got the elastic band around my around, dude. I'm I've, I'm hooked into the vein on this baseball team. I am I'm ready to go addicted to the play undefeated going into this next game. It's lovely. It is. And uh, we got a couple good games this week that we'll get into, but. Before we move on, we're going to do our MVPs, our most valuable player of the series. We can make it of the week or even a specific game. It also doesn't even have to be a player. Marino shouted out the physical second base last week, so anything is possible. He, he did some work. I mean, like, he actually did. You're assuming it's gender? Wow, Marino. This whoa, is 2021. <laughs> whoa, shoot. Uh, bag, bags have no gender. You're right. How, how foolish of me. <laughs> Oh, and then our least valuable player. Let's start with the positive. Let's start with the MVPs. I think I've got a pretty good one. And this is for this week, of course, because this guy was so good. But also just in general as the physical embodiment of a Gamecock. Joe Satterfield came in. At, I don't know about y'all. I mentioned him early in the in the preseason prep for this the, the start of the first pitch of the first game. And what I will say about Joe Satterfield is being this grad transfer from Elon, he comes here, he's a lifelong Gamecock, wasn't this super highly recruited guy. I mean, he, he put in work at Elon, he was a decent player, but he, he really wanted to be here. And even though this will be the only year he can play, coming in and he's fighting for a starting position. And, you know, this week, the Tuesday game, against Winthrop obviously it was a blowout some things will get overlooked about that game but what won't get overlooked is that Satterfield started this game his first start for the Gamecocks and he had a great stat line I mean he came in and he was three for five scored two runs had five RBIs in his first career start for his 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 team that he'd pulled for as a kid and then what did we do? We started him over the weekend because of it. And he came in and he did extremely well in those games too. I mean, uh, the first game, I don't, I'm not sure. He, I don't think he played in the first game. But then on Saturday, uh, he was solid. Uh, he had a, a nice, I remember that, that two RBI double. He only went one for three, but it was a big, big double. And, you know, two more RBIs. Seven RBIs he had in his first eight at-bats. So it's, it's kind of insane. Uh, certainly shout out to Satterfield. He he did work this weekend. And, you know, he, I think he – did he start on Sunday as well? Yeah, he started on Sunday and went one for three, of course, adding another RBI. So, I mean – Only RBI of that game. Yeah, Brennan Malone is the, the preseason and started has started most of the season, has has been decent, has uh, an, a, not a great batting average, I guess, comparative to his teammates. 
Um, so I'm sure they'll still split time there because I know Malone is a, a super talented guy too. Um, but definitely nice to see that we're having some competitive depth at that position. And I'm really excited to see what Satterfield can do moving forward. Yeah, it's super exciting. But I think the MVP from this week has to be a pitcher. We gave up one run in three games. That's insane. So I think that you couldn't go wrong with going with pretty much any of the pitchers. But I'm going to shout out to one of the starting pitchers. I'm going to go with Brandon Jordan. He had five innings pitched, 11 strikeouts, really solid performance. Only one hit that he gave up. You know, what can I say about the pitching that just isn't good? Like, if we pitch like that every weekend, we're going to win a lot of games this year. and, And you'll love to see it. I think we learned a lot about the pitching staff this weekend, too. Not even just the starters, because I think we've been pretty consistent there. Even in the preseason, we kind of knew who we had there. Um, but watching Bosnick, he I'll give him a, a shout-out, too. I mean, he, it kind of maddens you a little bit, because when he gets wild and starts walking people, you don't want to see it. But the guy hasn't allowed a hit in three appearances, two of which were starts. I mean, he pitched six innings this week. He pitched... A, a pretty decent couple innings against um, against Dayton. And so, you know, considerably solid performances from him so far. I mean, he's, he's electric to watch. But, I mean, all three of our starters have been good. And what I think is also really notable is the rotation we kind of moved to this weekend from the reliever standpoint. You saw Andrew Peters come in on Friday and pitch a solid couple innings. He, he so seems good. like one of the better ones at that position. And then... Carey came in to finish uh, two of the three games. And then outside of that, we leaned on our, our new guys. I mean, Phipps came in, pitched his uh, his normal, like, one batter. <laughs> Seems like a matchup guy. And then, uh, again, Mahoney and Sanders, similar to what we talked about this year. They've come in and, like, like they'd been in this program for years and just come down and shut guys out. And looked really solid doing it. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's. I was gonna go along that line too. Like Peters, De- Devin had been talking about Peters initially too, and like he had a, a great game, uh, the first game, and just like the relievers in general. I mean, you can talk about the the starting pitching all day because they are super talented, but like the relievers we have, the depth there is so solid, and like that's how you really can tell the the direction of a team or like a new coach is like year four is usually like when you really start seeing the results of, like, the work they put in, whether it's good or bad. And, like, all these young guys coming up for pitching and even, like, some of the guys in, in the, the batting rotation are doing pretty good. You know, uh, you know, Braylon Wimmer had some pretty decent batting going on in the past weekend. You know, he's he's a 2020 freshman, but, I mean, you, if you could call the 2020 year even, even a year. I mean, if we're talking MLB, this would be, definitely be his, his rookie year just based on how many games we had. So, like... A lot of these guys are now, like, really picking up as basically freshmen. And, like, we've got a lot of veterans, too. But, like, I love seeing basically the guys who have been through this system that um, Kingston has has created just, like, be elite. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, I'm, I'm really just – it's hard to, to find anyone to be disappointed in this weekend just with the sweep. But, you know, the bats, they weren't great. Uh, we can kind of pinpoint some difficulties there, uh, at least Sunday on that, that hard wind coming in. But uh, what do we got for our LVPs? I'll start us off. Uh, this guy hasn't been performing super well this entire year, and it kind of continued this week. 
But George Khalil, he, uh, you know, his uh, his defense hasn't been astounding as a, as our shortstop this year. I don't think he had anything uh, bad on that end this weekend. But hitting, man, one hit on the entire weekend. I don't know what his total batting average is right now, but it was like 200 going into this weekend or around that. And, you know, he went like one for nine or something like that. Not not the numbers you're wanting to see. And, you know, if he doesn't step it up, I, I assume we're going to have to have someone that can go in and and hopefully play that move over to shortstop or something because, you know, can't be a, affording someone that's only going to have one hit in a weekend when we start playing these, these SEC teams. Yeah, I, watching him at the plate, it's as a fifth year senior in this program who's been here forever. He, I mean, I guess he's like a solid defensive player, but I feel like we've there's got to be somebody behind him that's close. I mean, we've seen Michael Robinson pinch hit a little bit. He's he's potentially on the heels there. I don't know. I mean, especially with this team, the way they they hit, it, it kind of just kills the whatever momentum we might have when we have a guy that the, it seems so far and you know I'm, I'm sure he's a better hitter than what we've seen I hope but at this point whenever he comes to the plate it's almost like we're hoping for a bunt or a walk and I mean I haven't really seen him look very comfortable at the plate yet this season yeah and he's he, he's not the only guy kind of struggling with hitting as well I mentioned him last week uh, Noah Myers, you know, I know he's not listening, but I, I'm not, I'm not bringing you up because I'm mad. I'm bringing you up because I care. Because I, I want to see you perform well. You got the Canadian flag on your glove. I know you're not from Canada. I don't really know why he has that actually, but like being half French Canadian, like I want to see some pride in the, you know, the nation there. And right now, like it is early in the season, but batting under 100, like I know he's a defensive guy. But he had an error during the series uh, this weekend. I'm just not really... Oh, I guess he is from Ontario. I don't know why it said Washington, D.C. on, on Google. But yeah, he's from Ontario, so yeah, there you go. Um, I mean, he's a senior, right? So I, I just, I'm not sure what's going on with him right now. Again, players sometimes can just get cold and just have, have some, some games where they got to figure stuff out and then they get back on it. But, I mean, the defense hasn't really been stout. No golden gloves out there in center field. So, I'm like, I want to see more. Because that's something we've definitely been suffering in, is, is the defensive play. So, I mean, it, as long as guys like Wes Clark and uh, Eister can can hit, which they had struggled, um, you know, I, I don't care as much about guys like this hitting well. But, like, if you're not doing either or, that is a little concerning. So I, I do hope to see some better performance out of him in the future. Yeah, with the way baseball statistics work, technically Myers didn't get an error this weekend. Oh, did but he that's not? That's because he didn't touch the ball on a fly ball that came in. He <laughs> just never saw the ball and yeah. it just landed. Not an yeah. error in baseball. You know, I don't. Know I mean, those rules, to be but... fair, it wasn't the worst error technically. Well, I don't even know if this was an error of, of the series. The two Mercer guys trying to get a, a fly ball into basically center field ran into each other trying to get the ball. Like one of the guys like slid into the other guy's ankles, and I was like, so I mean, at least he wasn't like trying to almost purposely take out left fielder uh, trying to get a ball. So you know, there is. 
a silver lining somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah, it's like, come on, man. What are you doing there? Yeah, it was a little so weird. I'm not sliding into home here. Yeah, right. <laughs> Playing some outfield defense. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you know, we have pounded on the defense, but technically only uh, one error given to us this whole weekend. So it was it was definitely nice that we didn't get any uh, unearned runs, runs allowed. So if we can keep that up going into the season, we're going to need it. Yeah. Because also wasn't a lot of hitting weeks, either, a though. Suspicious. Yeah, that's true. It was, when, when you get a lot of strikeouts, kind of hard to get errors. Yeah. It's always possible, but you never know. That's a good point. All right. So as much as I would love to blame the 20-mile-an-hour winds coming in on Sunday for just ruining a, what could have been a, a really good game, you know, Clark had a, a bomb in the first inning that just got smacked down by the wind. You know what? I'm going to say it. <laughs> Wes Clark. You're my LVP of this week. That's so what? hard. It's so hard because it's like. All right. He had a good out. Friday, didn't he? Hear me out here. Mm. All right. Wes Clark, 0 for 4 on Sunday. 1 for 3 on Saturday. And 1 for 2. You know, he scored two runs. 1 for 2. A couple walks on Friday. And, you know, in the, the midweek game, uh, and a, a nice 0 for 3. Again, two walks. So you got on base, but. No home runs in four games. This wow! How dare he? Player of the week every week. <laughs> just, just disappointing to see. His batting his average has plummeted, plummeted to, to very <laughs> much almost, still above he's average. Batting five hundred at this point. When he came in, batting like seven fifty. Like, how could he not be he's the almost LMP human? When your batting average drops by two fifty. Yeah, it's so weird to, like, even mention him. Like, I mean, there is a case if you want to bring the case study just for Yeah, I mean, game, I'm, I'm mostly crazy. memeing here. Yeah, I mean, it, even then, like, right, he, he right. got on base. I think his on-base percentage is probably really solid, even though he didn't get a ton of hits. Uh, he again, walked, he like, hit that three or bomb times. on Sunday and just, just didn't quite get out because of the wind. Uh, but this was a great time for it, though. I mean, if, you're, if, if he was going to not hit a home run for a four-game stretch... You'd, you'd want it to be against in the series that the other team only scores one run, you know? And with all these that's big series point. coming up, you know. That maybe that's saving, why. He, maybe they told him just uh Maybe they, the coach He's was saving like, him up. You know, practice practice your your, your normal hitting, you know? Yeah, uh, clearly, that, that maybe that wasn't the best idea. Well, I've heard that Wes Clark, they're, they're, that he's not trying to hit anything like power-wise. It's just uh, one of... The coaches were <clears throat> were saying that, you know, he, this is just him hitting normally. He's just so strong that his normal hits just to just go out the park. Can't be contained. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess he's sort of my LVP. I don't have a lot of complaints other than just it was pretty pretty boring series. Make it I more mean, entertaining. Come on, guys. I mean, score some more runs, guys. Let's win 10-0. You know, I'm gonna be selfish. <laughs> I know, I know. In like the MLB, they like to uh, compare players, especially power hitters, to animals based on like the amount of like power or the amount of strength they have. If we were to bring it to the animal kingdom, how, in terms of the strength of Wes Clark, what animal would he be? I've heard, I've heard polar bears. I've heard moose. I've even heard squirrels in the MLB. What do you think? What do you think uh, Wes Clark is? Uh, fire ant. <laughs> fire ant. <laughs> Right, Our ants are but, like really this strong weekend, for or... their size, right? True. But he's Actually, also big. Really... Like, oh yeah, that doesn't make sense, does it? No. 
I'll have to, I'll have to think on that. Maybe one. like a gorilla or something. Silverback. He could be, or I've heard hippos are pretty strong. Queen ants. They got really strong jaws. Queen, Queen ants. Queen ants. They've got big ants in like Machu Picchu and shit. They got like like Indiana Jones. They had the ants oh that ate the lady. Yeah. See, see, this is where you lost me. So. They're like the murder hornets. I, I'm just gonna talk about the Texas series now. <laughs> yeah, it's about time. Bull. That would be a good one. A bull. Texas. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah, Speaking I could agree with that. But yeah, but not this weekend because the number twenty. Texas Longhorns, South Carolina traveling. They'll be heading out Thursday and getting there for that big weekend series. we got two night games, Friday and Saturday. It'll be our first opening night game. Thank God. No more 4 o'clock starts. Yeah, I kind of like can't, the 4 can't, o'clock game. No, 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 no. Is this actually going to be can't, televised? can't stand that. It's on the Longhorn Network. Oh. So I got some, uh, I got some opinions on that, but I'll, I'll set that aside. It'll also be, uh, you can get it through other platforms. So can we'll I still get, get it through ESPN? Yeah, I believe so. So Woo. it should be fine. Man, the Longhorn Network. Yeah, what about that? I didn't even I forgot that was a thing. But it's yeah, still in syndication. Just some background on Texas. They started the season 0-3, all versus SEC teams. Now all three of those SEC teams are top five teams in the country. But still notable, uh, Friday night starter Ty Madden. He actually lost in their got the loss in their opener against Mississippi State. Uh, but last Friday against Houston, a complete game, two-hit performance with 14 strikeouts. It's very impressive. He's, he's definitely one of the better pitchers in the country. And that's going to be quite the matchup between Ty Madden and Thomas Farr on Friday. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, guys. Texas a, a decent team, uh, I think. Even though we're we're ten and zero and they're seven and five, I think they've certainly played a harder schedule to this point. Uh, but by the end of the year, it won't won't be the same there. But this is going to be a really even series. Uh, unfortunately, I would love for us to sweep, um, but I would be very happy to come away from this series, especially on the road in a top twenty five matchup against a historically good team. If we come out with a series victory this weekend, I'll be extremely happy about that. Especially yeah. when you look at what's coming next. Yeah, I think yeah, I that agree. this is going to be our first true. Well, I'd say our first our true test was against Clemson. I, I so. yeah. But this is going to be. I I mean, Clemson is definitely a a true test for us because you know they are our rival and that game means a lot for for other reasons. But this is this is definitely going to be the most talented team that we have played thus far, and it's going to kind of help us ramp up a little bit into into SEC play. Because you know that's gonna start quick and and it's it's not gonna be an easy start considering the that we play Vanderbilt first, who's a top five team. Yeah, and well, it's funny, funny you say Clemson too, because it, it, like like I mentioned before, they were ranked when we played them. They have now lost to the South Carolina Upstate twelve to two tonight. So my how the mighty have fallen, uh, twelve to two Clemson. <clears throat> yeah, I think at this point. S-Cup. You know, there's there's not a question of where Clemson yeah. lies in the baseball rankings in South Carolina. It's a it's not in the top two, so that's right. So you know, our wins against them are not looking as good, but you know that doesn't necessarily mean that we are a bad team. I mean, we're ten to zero for a reason. We've looked good, and you know we we're gonna have to really go out and and our bats are gonna have to be hotter than they were this past weekend because. You know, Texas is a real yeah. team. They've got good pitching, yeah. and they if if we start off slow, 
and uh, and aren't aren't hot, or there's wind blowing in, or you know, the umps are calling everything strikes. You know, it could could not be uh, be great for us. Yeah, and you're right about Vanderbilt coming up too. Do they still have like really good pitching like they they have in the past I just couple years? I always assume Vandy's got really good everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, I there mean, was like, like the the one guy that said Vanderbilt is basically like a a a double A team. Yeah. They ain't undefeated though. I'll tell you that. Much. That's true. That's true. I, I mean, I I don't I don't met. That's so weird to like be that afraid of Vanderbilt, but like, it's true. They're good. They got those pinstripes. They're nasty side note on that series this weekend with the whole texas opening and everything now that hasn't i don't know if anything's been said from the administration there or the athletic department but you might see uh, a, a decent number of people in that stadium this weekend i'm oh. not, not sure 100 <laughs> no mass mandate so yeah and you know yeah. I, th- I think it's ultimately up to the university of texas which to this point i i would hope that they at least contain it in in some ways, I mean, if it's letting a, a few more people in, that's one thing. But if it's going full capacity, like like the world's just back to normal, I'd I would I would be a little worried about that. But we'll get there when we get there, and uh, hopefully, you know, at least there's a you know Longhorn Stadium out there in uh, in Texas could be could be a really interesting environment. I I think that's definitely probably one of the cooler stadiums to go to. I'm sure the coverage will will have have kind of what that Gamecock experience will be like if any fans are heading down there. So uh, definitely interesting to see, and uh, we can hope the Gamecocks pull it out. Uh, we have some questions that we got through social media. Uh, we, we asked, and, you know, follow us on Twitter again, at Soda City Sit Down. We, every once in a while, every couple of weeks, we ask for some questions, and we really appreciate those because, you know, you guys get to have your name shouted out here. You get to have your thoughts broken down by us, whether we – have good opinions or not that is uh certainly a question but starting out here uh rusty at rostolium 70 hitting was down against mercer which seemed to have more sidearm pitching than we would usually see was that known about them and was that a major reason for scheduling them also are there any concerns about hitting coming out of that series going forward you know i i don't know if who knows whether how baseball scheduling is they might have been a team that we scheduled immediately this year or they might have been someone we had kind of in the past well i mean either way mercer uh, has been a good team i mean mercer won the yeah. socon last year so that mercer is they've a had solid some good team. guys on the team too in the past couple of years yeah, so they're definitely extremely consistent team and you know i think that's I, I i'm sure there was a scouting report on some of the sidearm pitching but you know, a big part of that was was the Sunday weather and the wind blowing in made it hard to hit. And when you combine that with maybe the first time a lot of these guys have seen sidearm at least in a long time, you know that guy was solid, and they had a, they had a good pitching staff. Um, so you yeah, know, it certainly didn't hurt to to have to, no, you know get that experience. Not. But yeah, to the second part of your question, are there concerns about hitting coming out of the series? Mm. I, I don't think so. I, I would I mean, say that there's some concern from there's, my end. There's concern because we've seen what can happen. I guess we've seen the floor of what can happen. Certainly we've struck out a good bit this year. I, I have been a little disappointed in our strikeout numbers from an offensive standpoint. Uh, when the power's not there, not scoring a ton of runs, even though we did still hit a couple decent home runs this weekend. But 
I, I wouldn't say I'm overly concerned, but it is kind of like showing some of the potential weaknesses we could see. Yeah, I'm saying I, I'm definitely concerned because like you, you nailed it with the, the power comment. I think as soon as you start taking away those home runs, we're not great at manufacturing runs. Like we're, we are not that great at stringing hits together and, uh, and, and really, you know, getting, getting runs that way. Pretty much all of our runs have been off of home runs and, and taking that away that we saw this weekend. That's a bit concerning. That that's exactly what I was saying early on too. Is like you have sometimes you have teams that just hit home runs, and like I've seen it t- plenty of times. Where like in the MLB, you have a team that your just, bats go cold, yeah, and yeah. and then you can't hit infield hits at all, and then stringing runs together is just impossible. Like yeah. yeah, you may get one or two home runs a game, but if you can't string any hits together, you're still going to win in a five to two matchup. So it's like. Yeah, uh, I would like to see more of that. I definitely think there are some guys that have been doing really well in field. Obviously, like Wes Clark is hitting things out of the park more than he's hitting things in the park for sure. But we have plenty of guys. Eister can do a little bit of both. I've seen some some magic from some of the other guys that can hit in field just as well. So Brady they just got a. Really I don't know. Good, uh... Yeah, Brady Allen has has been solid. I don't know. It's it's kind of weird. You, normally, you see like one or two guys get cold, but it seems like the entire kind of most of the bats have been cold at once. So, like, that, that is interesting. I wonder if it's just, like... It, uh, I think the sidearm comment is a very interesting point, but uh, yeah, it's hard to tell for sure how much it has to do with that. And You know, there's so many yeah. factors the that, wind, can, that can yeah. play into even, it. Even the sidearm pitching on Sunday, it's not like we hit extremely well the other two games against Mercer. Right. You know, I, I'm, I'm not going to ignore the fact that we were hitting... Uh, getting 10 runs a game leading into that but I think it is fair to have some concern about it uh, we kind of see where we can where we can cap out offensively and where we can bottom out so against these good teams we'll know all of these questions will be answered Friday against Ty Madden I mean this is definitely going to be the e- easily the best pitcher we've seen to this point this season and you know he's a strikeout person he, he doesn't allow a lot of hits he can go a long time we're going to have to get after him so we'll, we'll see what happens there uh, thanks for the comment there Rusty and then uh, Amar at AmDos22, what needs to be our biggest improvement that is needed for SEC play? Uh, this weekend, you Great definitely question. saw some improvement on the defense, but I still am I'm going to just continue to stick there. I think part of the reason we didn't have any defensive problems this week is just because our pitching was, was that solid. And while it's a step up to only have one error in three games, I would take that every series the rest of the year. I'm still not convinced. Uh, I still think we have some issues and we're still working through some things. Uh, per- particularly, it seems, I don't know what's what's been going on with... I mean, it, it hasn't been one guy in specific. I know, Marino, you mentioned Myers, but it's been a couple different guys and just screwing up plays here and there. The one really solid defensive player that I... I've, I guess there's both David Mendham at first base. I, I haven't seen him screw up too much at all. And then... Burgess when he's behind the plate. Burgess has been awesome defensively, uh, but but there's there's some there's been a couple of errors this season. I I would like to see us get better defensively. Yeah, I I don't know. It's it's tough because like I think offensively and defensively, I've kind of seen it's we I think we have a lot of raw talent and we definitely have done really well when we need to. But there have also been moments where like just really weird things will happen like trying to run to second when obviously it's probably not a good idea 
and getting tagged out really easily or just like other bad errors that like in in defense that should have easily been caught balls or anything I think just like kind of tightening up everything and like having more discipline on the field is going to be really helpful later and down the run especially if we make a run to the postseason because like there are plenty of teams that are good when you get into the postseason but it's the teams that either can capitalize on other teams mistakes or just know how to not make those mistakes because all it takes sometimes is one just simple mistake to to blow out a game or to to be kind of like the the walk-off hit at the end and it's that's really what's going to be something that the team can't really plan for. So it's really just kind of locking down those fundament- fundamentals that I hope to see uh, just some like really good consistency all around and, and just tighten up mistakes. There's not many, but that's always the thing I, I worry about because that's you always hate seeing a team go out in a really dumb mistake like that. Mine's going to seem a little weird after this weekend, but I'm going to still stick with my concern from the Clemson weekend is closing pitching and kind of our like late rotation guys. You know, they we definitely saw some improvement. Uh, I I've, I've been really impressed with guys like Peters and and Will Sanders, but you know other guys in there like Carey and you know you know some of our our other guys that you know we haven't even seen yet. If we have to use them, you know you really want to have a stud that you know you can count on getting you those last outs. Uh, having that blown save save against Clemson like that really concerned me last weekend, and you know it does happen, but. You know, you let that happen against a better team, probably don't win that game. And, you know, it it might be a little harsh, but, you know, the margin of error uh, when you're playing, you know, top 10 teams every week is not that big. So I, I really think that's an area we can improve on. I think we have the talent. I think it's more of just, you know, figuring out our, the order in which to play these guys and, and really using them effectively can can really go a long way and we saw that that definitely this this weekend against mercer so uh, i hope that continues but uh we'll see against some better opponents i do think it's also notable that we we really only pitched a couple guys and it had been the guys that have been consistent all year that's a very and, good point once and, we start getting those other guys in there and i know it, it didn't matter necessarily from a scoreline standpoint in the winthrop game but when we were up 16 to 1, we started playing a couple of the older guys, particularly Danny Lloyd, who came in, uh, Cam Tringali, one of the, a couple of the older guys on the team that have been around, and they struggled again. And I think it's just kind of showing that these, these younger guys are coming in and kind of taking over. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen if they're struggling and we have, we have to go to some different people who may not have played much this year. That, that could also be something to worry about a little bit. Um, but, but yeah, certainly from this weekend, we're. we're happy with with pitching but it's gonna gonna ramp up we, we can't stress that enough but uh that'll wrap up baseball certainly uh it's a fun weekend and definitely the team we're we're eyeing uh, as we as we get into sec play starting next week and then the texas series this weekend now some other gamecock news and notes uh the women's basketball team just does what they do best and uh wins games don staley continues to carry the athletic department uh, six of the last seven years, they've won the SEC huge. tournament. I mean, huge. It's, it's incredible. Also just stat. the SEC tournament, like they don't need to go out there and prove anything in this in the SEC. Like it, all the men's sports go into the SEC tournament. Even the baseball teams, when they were winning national championships, like n- never cared about the SEC tournament. And this team, just like, nah, we're just gonna go win a bunch of games. Like, why not? 
and make it look easy. And certainly was helped by A&M losing, who had beaten them earlier in the season. But they did take down Tennessee in a, a revenge game. So they, they looked pretty dominant throughout most of the, the tournament. So definitely uh, hoping to be a one seed. You know, it, it, if they aren't a one seed, I know there's going to be a lot of uh, rage within the fan base because I, I think they certainly deserve it. But uh, I guess technically not getting to beat A&M, despite A&M losing to Georgia, I think that would have solidified it. But you got to imagine that that winning this tournament's gonna gonna boost them in there. Yeah, you love to see that six of seven wins of the SEC tournament. Like it's just dominant. And it's also only that's that's six NCAA SEC tournament wins by our women's basketball team ever. Like it's it's six of the last seven, but it's we've never had yeah. never had a SEC tournament title before that. And you know, Don just kind of proves if anyone's modeling coaching basketball off of anyone it should be off of Don Staley I mean yeah you can't you can't say more positive about her what did you um I saw this on Twitter what did I don't know if you all saw this but someone um was tweeting about what they thought in like a hypothetical if uh Ray Tanner got Don Staley to coach men's basketball did y'all see that (laughs) I thought that was the most ridiculous tweet I had ever seen and people were either for it or completely against it no no they got a good point I mean uh he does (laughs) hypothetical yeah I think that would be a terrible idea but like you know what I think she could do it but I just like I don't there were no reason why Uh, I would I would be pretty down for it I mean he she she was uh rumored to potentially be the 76ers head coach uh this offseason very quickly rumored because I don't think it was any serious traction there but I mean, I will say if she didn't take the Sixers job, I don't know if she'll take that job. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, at this point, probably certainly not. I yeah, think she's definitely yeah. comfortable where she is and will be. I think that would just be weird, at the, super weird at this point. But if you're talking hypothetically, if, if like back when she was hired, it would have been the, the men's team. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah before. Yeah. But definitely, definitely great. I mean, like, it's just, it's so nice. It, I bet it's a weight off the team's shoulders, too, because, like, it was getting a little shaky in the end. And I don't think they had any doubts of their success, but obviously people were kind of taking the those losses and running with it. So just to have an SEC win under their belt for the championship, going into the cha- uh, the the overall, I guess, Mar- yeah, it would be still March Madness. Um, it's It's got to be a comforting uh, just thing to have in, in the in the background for the especially team. for a young so. team like they are yeah absolutely yeah i will say i i have some doubts about a, a extremely deep run in this tournament just because of that lack of of leadership that they had in previous years now they're athletic and talented enough to to win any game certainly but i think you look around they're most likely going to be a number one seed you look at some of the seeds around them and even though they were competitive well-fought games you know they have dropped games to a couple of those top teams so eventually they're gonna have to beat some of them so i wouldn't be surprised if they make it to say a final four but it's gonna take kind of something special to it's it takes something special to win a championship especially in the form of march madness anyway but they're they're gonna have to certainly figure some things out that have been some question marks but this sec championship it it definitely sparked what what could be some big momentum going into the tournament but, uh, you know, one team's momentum is another team's uh, just complete garbage. Uh, men's basketball, 
I know we played Kentucky and they're a blue blood, but they had a pretty similar record to us and beat us by a lot. Uh, I've said it for weeks. The season needs to be over. But, you know, don't sleep on that SEC championship run, baby. Yeah, (laughs) I can't wait to talk about men's basketball next week for approximately five seconds when we just... When we uh, just season's over. go out one after in, one, one game, and yeah, I, I think we start against uh, Ole Miss. We we got a chance mm. to win one game just because it, it's going to be against one of the bottom teams, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's a one and done. Uh, you know, maybe get some momentum going into next year, get a, a win or two. You know, I, I do think the only really notable thing this week was that Frank Martin. Stated pretty clearly in a press conference in a really long response to a question about job security. First of all, that you know he, he owes it to the team to finish out this year. Clearly, he's through everything, tried to stay committed to the team, talking about having COVID and the, all the adversity they fought this year. Obviously, want to finish out in whatever way they can. But uh, there's going to be some talks in the offseason. Uh, it's been a really rough year, but... You know, is it a one-off or can they maybe get something going back next year? That's that's he he said he believes that he can get it turned around. He's done it before, and uh, it's it's going to be some interesting conversations in the off season. He there, there's been a lot of rumors though, and that's kind of been put to rest with what he said this week. He wants to stay here. He's he's got his roots here. He's he's done a lot of work on the court, but specifically off the court. Uh, given back to the community and building his roots here in Columbia, he wants to be here. So, at least for now, the the rumors about a movement to another team seem to be on the seem to be cooling off. But you know, you never know. It's it's going to be a lot of interesting conversations coming up. Just if South Carolina is to make a run, we've got uh, a game versus Ole Miss this Thursday, and then if we win that game onto the quarterfinals, it would be against LSU. And, uh, you know, then, of course, we'll see how That's it plays out after that. But, uh, you know, it, you never say never. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah, and then on to football, you know, another quiet week. Unfortunately, after the Gunner Stockton decommit, we had to move on to a different quarterback target for the 2022 class. It's definitely a priority for that class. And the guy everyone thought might be coming to South Carolina, Tanner Bailey, he, off of his own dime, went and took a visit to Oregon, uh, had a, a supposedly a fantastic visit, and committed a couple days later. So that's the kind of stuff that can happen in recruiting. You might be on a guy for weeks, and uh, he might be your favorite, and an old Oregon just comes out of nowhere to get a kid all the way across the country. So not sure where we're going to go for that position in 2022. Uh, I'm sure there's some talented guys in and around the area. I'm sure we'll get somebody, but... When you lose Stockton, you lose the talent like Bailey. It, it's definitely a tough pill to swallow. Look, I mean, I, I don't think anyone would think that necessarily we we're going to go and win a national championship with, with anyone we have from 2022. I'd love to see it. But at least when you go to Oregon, you know it's impossible. I mean, it's in the logo. Their logo is a big zero because they have no national championships. I mean, you're setting yourself for failure, man. I, good luck. You know, more more power to you, but... Enjoy your Pac-12 championship. Maybe. Maybe, at most. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's still pretty good. Yeah, I don't mind the Ducks. You know, it's a lot better I, than yeah. going. He, he's from Alabama, so he could have gone to Oh, aren't you kind SEC of a Ducks? School. I mean, I got, I, got, like, I, got some, uh, I got some roots in Oregon. I, I, you're like, I kind of like. I'm a, it's I'm like, a it's big, like South uh, Carolina West for you. I'm a big Portland fan. I, 
colleges yeah. out there not not as not as much but you know that that's on to a different topic there and uh you know this week there were a couple of good stories but really the biggest thing i saw for this week's flop of the week was the one year anniversary of rudy gobert touching all the mics and eventually shutting down the nba and you know didn't this happen he, live while we were on the podcast yes so he touched the mics i want to say it was like either a day or maybe two before that i remember because, them canceling the nba while yeah, we were live we were live but, when the jazz were supposed to be playing against uh, the oklahoma city thunder and then it just all fell apart while we were live recording one of our earlier episodes a year ago to i guess around this time last year and oh my gosh it was crazy and then the story the story of it coming out because nobody really cared it was just some press conference uh leading up to that but then when you find out he tested positive and the whole nba gets shut down and then you look at the footage and you see that he did that two days before that i mean the guy was probably in a pit of misery i mean it's (laughs) tough to come back from that i mean everyone makes mistakes but that was that was a huge that was definitely flop of the year for me i mean it's it, it's pretty bad. Pretty pretty bad there. I think you can trace it all back to that one individual moment in time. That's when it all went wrong. <laughs> yep. There was no know, turning back after that. We are on it's the It's at this up, moment. Man. He knew. He fucked up. <laughs> hey, COVID's not winning any more championships. That's what we said. And nope. Nope. It's, it's onwards and up, upwards from here. And that goes for, for our women's basketball team. It goes for our baseball team. We're looking for big stuff this week. Men's basketball team will just take a take a win, maybe. But all that considered, it's it's been a good week, and uh, it's it's looking up for the Gamecocks. It's looking up for the Soda City sit down and and the state of South Carolina in general as we uh, as we start moving back to a normal life, and we're hoping to get our butts back in the seats of Williams Bryce this fall. Uh, let's let's take out the Longhorns, hook them, uh, horns down. Is that is that? Horn, yeah, horns, yeah. Horns, down. horns down. What? I think it's the lamest yeah, thing, but I'll yeah. take it. It's, it is pretty I'll take lame. it. Horns down. Well, hopefully we treat him like Texas uh, treated Tom Herman this week, you know? Ooh. Woo. That's a good one. Hand him a few losses. But yeah, well, that'll wrap us up here for episode 62. Uh, it's been a fun week, and we're going to enjoy that series down in Austin and uh, the women's tournament coming up. Uh, see you all later. Have a good week. <laughs>